0: This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on insurance. I am an attorney who has retired from the active practice of law and now work as an insurance claims consultant and insurance claims expert witness. Today we're going to talk about concealment or misrepresentation, whether in the application for an insurance policy or in the presentation. Of a claim. In general, concealment involves the suppression or withholding of information. Intentional concealment of a material fact by an applicant for insurance provides the insurer with a valid defense to a claim or the basis for rescission of the insurance contract. In Holtzclaw v. Bankers Mutual in 1983, the Indiana Court of Appeal found that the, when the applicant concealed the names of the treating physician, that fact concealed was material to the decision of the insurer to either accept or reject the application for insurance. In most states, not including California, If the applicant's failure to reveal information is not an intentional concealment, such conduct does not constitute a sufficient basis for a defense by an insurer. In California, which applies the Marine Rule, and New York, which applies the Marine Rule, even an innocent concealment is sufficient grounds to void coverage. Under Michigan law, an insured's misstatement on a proof of loss will not prevent recovery on a fire insurance policy unless the false statement was made knowingly and willfully and with the intent to defraud the insurer. The failure of an insured to reveal prior losses in an application, on the other hand, has been held to be a material misrepresentation sufficient to form a basis to rescind a policy the hiring of a willing accomplice to set a dwelling or building on fire so that the defendant could fraudulently collect insurance proceeds is no simple impulsive criminal act such a crime includes among other things premeditation planning concealment and knowledge and will of course allow an insurer to void coverage. Uh, to determine what is material the California Court of Appeal reaffirmed the general rule stated in the California Insurance Code that the test to determine materiality of facts misrepresented or concealed when rescinding a policy of insurance is a subjective test. It is determined by the effect the false information had on the particular underwriter who made the decision to insure, not on the reasonably prudent underwriter. The Court of Appeals stated, an insurance company is entitled to determine for itself what risks it will accept, and therefore to know all facts relevant to the applicant's physical condition. It has the unquestioned right to select those whom it will insure and to rely upon him who would be insured for such information as it desires as a basis for its determination to the end that a wise discrimination may be exercised in selecting its risks Close quote. "insurance requires wise discrimination it is not a wrongful act to discriminate insurers must choose those who who they will insure" on a basis that there is a good possibility they will profit from the insurance sale. The court went on to say, materiality, as California Insurance Code section 334 tells us, must be determined solely by the probable and reasonable influence which the admittedly undisclosed information would have had upon the insurance company's decision to issue the policy. This is a subjective test. The critical question is the effect truthful answers would have had on Imperial the insurer, not on some average reasonable insurer. We cannot review the applications submitted by the defendants in this case without concluding that the information sought by the insurer and denied to it by the false negative answers and omissions of the defendants were material to the insurer's decision to provide coverage. That conclusion is the only one that reasonably can be drawn from the undisputed evidence presented. This is the California case, Imperial versus Levon Sagamonian, where uh, I, in fact, spent 15 years of my life dealing with the claim. In that case, the Sagamonian misrepresented two material facts one, that he had never incurred a prior loss and two, that he had never been refused insurance or had insurance declined, canceled, or non-renewed. In fact, he had had several policies canceled and had filed multiple claims. The Imperial Casualty Indemnity Company underwriter testified that had she known the true facts, she would not have insured Sagamonian against the risk of loss of his home and its contents. The insurer requested the insured to produce at its examination under oath 17 sets of documents and written materials, including written communications between the insured and insurer, tax returns, employment records, banking statements, and medical records. The insured sued the insurer for bad faith and a violation of the Consumer Protection Act. The court dismissed the bad faith and CPA claims because the information requested was material pertaining to whether the insured acted honestly in his claims. This was a case Wynn versus Allstate Insurance Company, a Washington Court of Appeal case from 2004. The Washington court stated the rule as follows, Insurers can include cooperation clauses in insurance policies, and such clauses are generally enforceable. Under such clauses, an insurer can ask an insured to provide information without acting in bad faith, as long as the requested information is material to the insurer's investigation the insured's failure to mention prior losses in an application or at examination under oath will invalidate the policy. When an insured failed to reveal four of six prior losses at an examination under oath and contended that he had forgotten about the unmentioned claims, the court held that his allegation for forgetfulness was, as a matter of law, not credible and allowed for the voidance of the insurance policy. The facts need not be misrepresented by the insured directly. In an action brought for rescission, an agent's false statements bind his principle if such agent was authorized to speak for the principal in the course of obtaining the particular contract of insurance. Insureds faced with rescission will often claim that the agent of the insured filled out the application and they're not responsible for the false answers. The argument is often successful, but not always. An insured who signs an application for insurance is bound by his representations in the application even if he or she did not read it. The court will not accept a statement by the insured only to excuse false statements on an application. The insured will need convincing evidence. For example, The Supreme Court of Iowa found that an insured's, quote, bald allegation that the agent filled out the form and edited his answers cannot save him. Having been given an opportunity to review the document before signing it but failing to do so, the insured is now in no position to question the answers he certified, close quote. The adjuster, therefore, when interviewing an insured, should always inquire of the insured if he read, reviewed, and signed the application, or if he doesn't understand English or can't read it, if it was read to him. The response should be recorded, and the same question should be asked of the agent who presented the application on behalf of the insured. If practical, the statement should be transcribed and the insured and the agent asked to sign the transcripts. If the person presenting the application is a broker rather than an agent and only acts to transact insurance on behalf of the insured and not the insurer, that all of the statements made in the application, whether entered by the broker or by the insured, will be held to be the insured's representations. And the policy can be declared void or rescinded if there is a material false statement. This video was adapted from my book Insurance Zalma on Insurance Claims, Part 110, Second Edition, which is available from Amazon.com as both a paperback or a Kindle book. It is the entire series, Zalma on Insurance, includes 10 volumes, all available from Amazon.com or you can get a link by going to my website, zalma.com, and clicking on the link to the Insurance Claims Library where you will see descriptions of the 10 volumes plus all of my other books. If you found this video to be useful, please tell your colleagues and have them subscribe to my blog. Thank you again for your attention.